So when people find out that you're responsible with money and that you have money, I want to say sometimes, not all of them, sometimes they'll guilt trip you and be like, oh, you have money, therefore you can give me some money. Or you can help me out. And yeah, I may give give some money to help you out, but if I figure out that you don't handle your money well, and you're irresponsible with yourself, with your money, you know, just all around, then I'm not going to help you. And I think the person knows that. They know that. And so they just want to guilt trip you because that's how they are. Because they don't want to feel less than. So those types of people I just get away from. If I can. If I can't avoid it, then I've got to be civil. got to be respectful still. Uh, toward that person and uh, continue to live my life not worrying about what they think because I mean at the end of the day the money that I make and the money that I'm responsible with with my wife is from for my family you know what I mean I got two kids to think about got my wife to think about got my future generations to think about and don't get me wrong, giving away money and helping people is something that I like to do. But it's not something that somebody can force upon me and be like, you're obligated because I'm your family or because I'm your neighbor or because I'm this to you. You're obligated to give me money or help help me out. Excuse me. But no, it shouldn't be that way. It's not, I mean... If I mean it's not that way for me And that's something that I've had to change Because Since I've had Since I've been responsible with money um, And I actually have money uh, There have been Family members, friends That have totally changed so weird like they wanted to take advantage of you you know like they wanted to be like it's theirs it's like no you didn't earn this I we earned this why is this yours you know what I mean it doesn't make any sense to me but again that's just the type of people they are they're smart enough to know what they're doing and we have to realize that If they were dumb, they wouldn't be doing it. Simple as that. So for smart people like that, and smart people like us, I need to respond in a way that is uh, godly. So, heavy money brings... I mean, having being responsible, having money, being responsible with your money brings, you know, people that are not very nice to you. And uh, it's all good. It's all good. And at the same time, like I think about them, it's like, dude, you're you're doing this to yourself. The way you're living right now, not ir- irresponsible with money, no job, 
you know, you may you may be able to hold a job. I mean, not hold a job, but to do a job. But to hold a job is a different thing because you have to deal with people. And it, and if if you're always right, then you, it's going to be difficult for you because we all know that in the workplace you're you're going to be wrong sometimes. That's why I like Proverbs a lot because Proverbs says that discipline. Uh, reproof is good f for the godly person, but the 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 wicked and the foolish ignore it. Like they don't want to be disciplined, they don't want to be reproved. They're always right. Therefore, they can't keep a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> yes, we know how to do the work, right? But at the same time, we have to be able to be in society with those that we work with so as to you know keep keep a job because at the end of the day whatever you're creating whatever you're working on is for an end user it's for a person that's going to use it it's it work is like service i think to me you know if you're a teacher who are you serving you're serving the kids or their parents if you're uh, a trash person, you know, a garbage man, who you're serving, you're serving the people that you pick up garbage from, you're serving the city. If you're a lawyer, you're serving your client. If you make Coke bottles, you're still serving the person that's going to use the Coke bottle. Work is a service, and service requires humility. So humility helps you keep a job. If you're not humble and willing to be disciplined and reproved, it's going to be very difficult for you to keep a job. You won't be happy. You'll be stressed out. You know, but, and I see these people, it's like some homeless people, I mean, not all. But most of the ones that I encounter, you know how sometimes, like, you go to offer them food, and they're like, nah, I don't want that. You know what I mean? That that's, It seems like that person is homeless because of that attitude. Because they're unwilling to be humble, that's why they're there. You know what I mean? Like, it's... So anyway, I had, we had an incident where we had a family member stay here at one of our properties, on one of our properties, in one of our apartments that we own. And I was like, all right, cool, family. I got family staying here, you know what I mean? We're going to help them out. You know, it's going to be cool. It's going to be all good. And, and I had my mentor, the guy that used to, he owns property and... He, He's been doing it for years. I asked him about it. He's like, in my experience, man, if ever you have family, it, it's always a bad. It's always bad. It always turns out bad. Like most times, he says. And I was like, all right, cool. I, I didn't listen to him. And went ahead was going to help my family member out. So we had rules for the property. We had rules for the apartment. And this family member was like, 
disregarding the rules. I was like, wait a minute. Hey, dude, we got rules here. If you don't follow the rules, you're not going to stay here. You know, and me, I was, this was a while back, and I was like kind of gullible and kind of new at it. And I was like, no, I just want to help him out. But turns out this family member is one of those people that I'm talking about that is unwilling to be reproved, unwilling to be disciplined, can't hold a job, you know, working jobs here and there. And in my mind, I'm like, dude, you got to go. You're not listening to any of the rules. Do you think this place is yours? You know, so we had to family member or not we have to get rid of them and since then like at, at the very beginning like since we we kicked them out or whatever we told him we couldn't stay there no more he started gaslighting not gaslighting but like uh like telling people oh he did this to me like like he was the victim like making us to seem like we're the bad people and he was the victim to our family members to our friends to everybody and it was difficult for me to be like you know what he can go tell them whatever they wants and if they believe him that's on them if they don't believe him you know that's awesome for them because they want to hear our side of the story so it was a lot of that going on and then it got to the point where he knew that I don't want him over here I still don't want him over here guy can't keep a job he's smart he's smart enough to to manipulate people and be that way toward people then you're smart enough to be off the property and not here so that's an ongoing thing. Anyway, that, that's a family member. You know what I mean? That's that's something that I deal with. And I'm sure a lot of people deal with. You know, and regarding money. It's like you when you say that you have some. And you say that you're responsible with money. People come out of the woodwork. Like the other day. It was a few months back. I made a podcast about money. About retirement and all kinds of stuff. Right? And I got, I got a person on my Facebook messaging me hey can you loan me fifty dollars until until this that until uh what did they say can you loan me fifty dollars until i get paid on friday and i never talked to this person i knew them uh as an acquaintance from church but never talked to them and after i posted that video they messaged me can i borrow some money until friday it's like isn't this something you know and it was it in proverbs it says that uh, wealth brings many friends right and uh, that the person that that's not wealthy or or that that's like poor they lose friends and so that that scripture made sense to me whenever that lady messaged me for fifty dollars to borrow fifty dollars and and like we've been, I've been burned several times in in giving out money to people, and you know, no more. Like I'm not gonna be fooled anymore. And it, and this is coming from a place where I didn't have any money. My my parents were not like really like wealthy. You know what I mean? They they acquired their own wealth 
I want to say the generation before them, same thing, you know, they didn't really acquire, they kind of worked for their wealth. But growing up, it was more like if you don't have money, you can't, you can't get nothing, you know what I mean? Coming from that place to a place now where it's like, I got a budget, I got a retirement plan, I have several properties, and it's like, I'm coming from that, and then now people, I'm starting to see how they are at that place where I used to be. And it's like, a lot of them, it's like, dude, you're in this spot because you choose to be. You know what I mean? If you keep a job for a long time, you're responsible with money. You put away money for retirement. You don't, you don't go into debt. You stay out of debt. You'll have money. You'll have money. Society society leads us to believe. The majority of society leads us to believe. Oh we need a credit score. Let me tell you like. A credit score I think keeps us from our financial future. Because we're borrowing money more than we're saving it. Or putting it away for retirement. Not all. Not everybody. But the majority of people. Because why? We want the newest car. We want the newest phone. We want the newest house. We want what's we want better than what the other person has. Think about it. You stop at a stoplight. Oh, he's got the big tires. Oh, he's oh he's got the new car with the brake lights on it. Or he's got a sunroof. Or she's got this. Or she's got that. That gets you in trouble because you want to go buy that. And then you look down, you look up, you look at your budget, your bank account. You don't have like $2 in savings. And then we go into the bank, look at the lender, and the lender looks at the sheet. He's like, no, we're not going to approve you this money because we see your, you know, how you've been handling your money. We, we can't do that. I know because I've been there. We tried doing that. But long ago, we decided, nope, we're not going to go into debt. We're going to pay cash for our cars. And we do. Both of our cars are paid for. They're not new. They're old cars, 2006, 2005. But they serve purposes. They they get us from where we need to go for a little while. For a little while, we're saving. We're paying off our mortgage. Then it'll get to the point to where we can afford to lose money on buying a new car. Because that's essentially what a car is. It's, it's a money waster. Because it goes down in value. You know the saying, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it loses value. That's true. That's why we don't look at vehicles, boats, motorcycles, anything with an engine. We don't look at those as a investment. Because we lose money on that. So whenever we build up our investments that get that gain money. And then we have a, a net worth of a certain amount of money. Then we can have a certain percentage in things that lose value. Like a car. And that's like middle class. That's basic. You know what I mean? That's everybody. Everybody. Everybody's in debt. Everybody thinks. Uh, not everybody. Like most people. So you can say that we're against the grain. We don't have any more uh, consumer debt. 
that's basically any kind of debt other than our mortgage that's the only debt we have left we're we have retirement we're contributing to retirement on a monthly basis in 401k and Roth IRA and good growth stock mutual funds no insurance we don't use life insurance or any kind of insurances to help as an investment vehicle because it that's what it is it's insurance it's not an investment vehicle because you get a better return on mutual funds that that have a good track record of 12 10 12% return on your money life insurance is life insurance it's not an investment vehicle because a lot of times a lot of these insurance people they sell it to you to where they want you to think oh just trust me you're going to get money you lose money guys term life insurance is uh, that's the way to go because it's not tied to an investment it's just insurance you're covered when you if, if something happens to you you get that amount of money that you that you had planned like i think a 500,000 like like okay if i if i pass away at work or something then $500,000 goes to my wife and kids to replace my income when i had passed away if i had passed away right that's what insure life that's what insurance is okay so what you do is you use term life insurance until you can self-insure yourself right so use term life insurance until you can self-insure yourself how do you self-insure yourself 401k Roth IRA into good growth stock mutual funds your home can count as as a part of your net worth it because say something happens you can sell that home you can get the value out of it and move into a smaller property and then when you can at the time you can self-insure your kids are gone you know what i mean you, you think about it like by the time you can self-insure you have enough money in case one of you dies to be able to supplant your income with the money that you have at that point your kids will be have their own home have their own term insurance you see what i'm saying so you, you don't need as much money and by the time you'll have even more than you probably need if you save up to that point this is smart money thinking guys so <clears throat> whenever we okay so whenever we decided to get out of debt we started doing it our mindset changed because we went from thinking like it's hard to explain like we went from thinking we need to go out all the time we need to go out we need to go out we need to go out it, it changed because we went like scorched earth like turned all that off so that we could pay off debt so we flipped it we're just like okay we're not going out we need to figure we need to find things to do that don't cost money so we would go to the park with my daughter we would go for a drive i can't remember i mean and then at the same time too most of the, what we were doing was working we worked a lot of overtime it took us less than two years to pay off all our debt we're talking 
46000 to $50,000. And this is a combined amount of time. This is less than two years. It's a combined amount of time because we were going like on and off, like on and off. We were like iffy, iffy, iffy. But then by the time it got, we, we were just tired of it. We're like, all right, we're going to stop playing with this. We're going to actually pipe down and do it. So it, it took us less than two years to pay it off, two years time to pay it off. But it took us like, like four, like four, like five years of being wishy-washy. And then also too, like I was, I was kind of shifting between jobs. Mostly because I was like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. You know what I mean? It helped me grow. I'm telling you, man, it was a total change. It helped me grow as a person because I was, I had my CDL. I had my music degree my bachelor of music and then i was looking into teaching because i had my degree i was like man i gotta do something with this let me just go into teaching and then i went back to truck driving because that that's what was that's what helps bring money in i mean it's a it's a trade that that you always make money in because people need truck drivers so when it came down to piping down to actually paying off debt <clears throat> excuse me I stuck to truck driving um, and we, it was I, I drove an end dump I drove a sand trailer and then I got into uh, liquid petroleum gas LPG and I've been there for I've been doing that for maybe five years six years now anyway so I went to doing the CDL thing pipe down just stuck with that to pay it till we paid off debt and I'm still there. We paid off our consumer debt, 46000 in less than two years. And that's all my student loans, several small credit cards, several. Uh, we bought like a TV and a bed from from a place where we got credit. We paid those off, pay off all my student loans. Man. At the end... Like by the like the last like five months, we was looking at the the in cash. We were looking at the payments that we were making to the loan, to the to the student loan, and there was like it was like a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars. We would look at the cash in our hand to be like, look, we're giving all this to to, to debt. All this could be going into our pocket. Every month, every week, every time we would see that we would go to make the payment, we would look at the cash in our hand, $1,200, $1,000, my, me, me and my wife would look at each other like, that's going to be our money once we finish. That's going to be in our pocket. That's going to go into our kids' college fund. That's going to go into our 401k every month. That's going to go into savings for a, a long-term, I'm sorry, a short-term buy. Man, it was, an, it was an eye-opener. So we got out of debt, consumer debt, and we got into a, a mortgage, which I think we started, I think all in all, it would, it'll take us, I think, five 
excuse me, five and a half to six years to pay it off, which we have less than two years left to pay it off. Wow. Less than two years to pay it off. And then once it's paid off, the money that we were getting from the student loans, leftover that we were paying to the student loans, we had that money, and we'll have the money that that we, we would have been paying to our mortgage. That we'll have that money left over. Appreciate y'all. Bye.